What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. All right, I came to the realization that I'm 100 years old because I lived in a household where not only we were raised drinking milk, but we got them from the milkman in milk bottles in our little milk box. Oh, how cute is that? Mm-hmm. Holy crap. You know what's crazy is I, when you were talking about that, I just was watching this viral video last night of Katie Ledecky, who is the oh, Olympic yeah. medalist. Right. So she's training like crazy because the Olympics are coming up and there is video footage. I will share this on our page of her swimming from one side of the Olympic pool to the other with a glass of milk on her head. That's amazing. Not spilling a drop. Wow. It was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. All right, Aaron Rodgers is out, and uh, Matthew Perry making headlines this morning. Was Matthew Perry not as nice of a guy as everybody thought? We'll get into both those stories here in a bit, but first, let's begin this hour's e-news with Jennifer Lawrence and Robert De Niro. Yeah. So Jennifer Lawrence looking back on her wedding day, and she says all she sees is pain. What? Not really. In a recent interview, she said it was awful, though. She said, like a lot of brides, she thought it was really hard to have fun because it was so stressful, and she was so worried about her guests, and it didn't help that she got married in October in Rhode Island. Ugh. You know? I hate that. So she said she was freaking out about her guests being cold, and while most people reassured her that they were fine, her mother wasn't so polite, she told Jennifer, it's freezing out there. Your grandmother almost died. <laughs> Chaos actually started at the rehearsal dinner when she kicked Robert De Niro out. She said that she looked over and she saw Bob, who doesn't know anybody, and he's kind of just wandering around. She said, I immediately was like, no, this isn't what he wants to be doing. I don't want him here. So I went over and whispered. I was like, go home. And he was nice. He talked to my parents and was polite, but I was like, go. That just genuinely made me feel better. Thank you said. for putting him out of his misery. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. And, well, you know, he's a good guy for showing up and oh, yeah. taking one for the team. Of course. That's nice. Um, Yeah, you know, I have officiated a few weddings. I yeah. dabbled in it for a while, and then I, I stopped because it, it just it got to be a little out of control. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every once in a blue moon, you know, for someone who I'm close to or care about, I might make an exception. And, you know, the thing I always tell them whenever we're sitting down, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it when you're planning the ceremony. And the thing that I can never stress enough is, guys, this is supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. We're talking about all these details and all these choices you have to make. And what are we going to do about this person? Well, I don't know if we should include that because it might offend that person. Mm -hmm. And you get stressed out and you start arguing and you forget why you're doing this in the first place. You know, you're getting married. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You are in love. You want to look back on this as a time where that was one of the greatest, most fun nights yeah. of our lives. And, and you don't want to you don't want to look back on it like Jennifer is and saying, oh, it's one of the most stressful times ever. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. And Correct. no one is going to remember what color napkins you fought over and then decided right. to choose. Correct. No one exactly. even remembers.
All right, guys, we got to take a quick break. We'll come back to this. We'll get to Matthew Perry, Aaron Rodgers, and the rest of the day's evening. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery has an art i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Cult following movies from the 1990s is a movie called Mall Rats. Oh, yeah. Kevin Smith's Mall Rats mm-hmm. and uh, actress Shannon Doherty kind of blames Kevin Smith's mall rats for killing her film career. Even though the movie now has a cult following. I don't even remember that movie. Well, I I remember the title, but you you probably wouldn't. You don't remember what happened. It made a little more than $2 million at the box office with a budget of $6 million. So it was sort of considered a flop at the time, but over the years it has become... One of those. One of those iconic... Movies that does probably made a lot more money in you know post release yes sales than uh, than than it did at the box office and Shannon says people literally thought that I was carrying the movie so therefore it was a box office failure <laughs> it was completely on Her me fault. right yeah so there was no film career after that which was a little brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really thought Mallrats was going to kick me into that gear of making movies. She actually said this to Kevin Smith on an episode of her podcast, and Kevin apologized to her because he genuinely thought the movie would do well since the head of Universal Studios at the time predicted it would make $100 million. What? They had a lot of faith in it. I mean, I guess so- so. sometimes they're wrong. Way wrong. <laughs> You that know, would have been huge profit on a $6 million movie, but... Uh, they yeah. happily gave him that money with the expectation to make $100 million. You yep. know, these seasoned executives who've been doing it for years, every now and then, they get, get one wrong. wrong. Yeah. I know, I just can't even imagine what that's like on opening weekend. I, I, I look at these movies that have like $300 million budgets, and their opening weekend, they make $12 million. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, like, well, yeah. I just can't even imagine how, what that would be like as the executive, as the producer. Oh, the pressure you and the, and the actors. And the just, oh, That's God. That's when you're like, I really, really hope it does great overseas. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Asian market just loves it. Can you imagine, though, mortified. if you're running a studio, you got to be so oh. careful about what you green light. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. there may be a project that you're looking at as an executive and you see the value in it, the artistic value, and you think it's amazing yeah. on, on so many levels, yeah. but in the back of your mind, you're like, this ain't going to make any money. Yeah. I can't. I, can't. Yeah. I want to. Uh-huh. This, is about, this is what I want Hollywood to be, but yeah. it's yeah. my job's on the line. It ain't it. What about all those movies they make, too, that they put all that money in, and then when it ends, it never sees the light of day? Like that's oh, gotta, when they completely show. Yes, when yeah. they just what say, was the one? There was did, there was yet. one that would just happened recently. Oh yeah, we talked that, about it around yeah. Christmas. What was that? And it wasn't. It was a wasn't it a superhero? Was it a superhero? Oh, yeah, I think it was something, so. and it was just like oh, and it wasn't that good. But then they talked about maybe one of the streaming people picking yeah. it up. Oh, I can't remember. I think ultimately one. somebody did. Mm-hmm. Um, but that movie that was shot here, Tim, what was oh, that yeah. movie with Austin Butler? The, the motorcycle, the, motor, yes. the gang, motorcycle gang movie. That yes. got shelved? Yes. It did. Really? It did. It got shelved. Yeah. Wow. It was supposed to release at the end of last year, and then they talked about the beginning of this year. And why? And then, did they say why? I guess maybe they just don't think it's that great. I have no idea. But it's one of those ones that they're hoping that somebody will pick it up, rebrand it, and release it towards the end of the year. Like sometimes what will happen is they'll start production and there are issues. Maybe there's been a director change. Maybe there's philosophical differences. The star's not getting along with the director or it's just not coming out or panning out the way that they were hoping. And so they'll shut it down before they invest any more money into it. But in some of these cases, they've not only finished filming and editing and doing all the post-production on it it's ready to go it's ready to go and then they shelve it like that's where they really lose their shirts right so the uh, so this is from vanity fair now it says austin butler's the bike riders lands summer release date after disney has shelved it so somebody did pick it up and it's going to come out june 21st 2024 on focus features but yeah that was an example of like it's just sitting around yeah yeah i mean i've seen i've i've heard you know, stars talk about how they'll get a script. They read the script and they love it. Yeah. But then, depending on who the, who the director is, once they start filming it, they realize that just in the way that it's being shot or the tone or the script rewrites, it's turning into something completely different than what they signed up for. Right. But now you're stuck. Yeah. Because you signed do? on to it. Yeah. And you turned down other jobs so you could do this one. Yeah. Now There's a lot do? of stories that actors have told about those right. kinds of situations. Yeah. And then God forbid you spend all the time, you know, you get paid, but they shelve it. So, so much for that back end money you were counting on. Yeah. But you're probably <laughs> yeah. also relieved that no one is going to see it. That's true and too. As yeah. you're making it, it's awful. It's what if you like, felt oh, like it was your God. best work? Then? That was my best work. Uh, oh, I know. Oh. That would be the worst. Yeah. 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 Right. Ugh. All right, so your news stories like this would probably pop up at some point because it seems to happen a lot when people pass. So this is coming from the Daily Mail from Britain. It's not always reliable, so take it with a grain of salt. But back in February of 2021, Matthew Perry's fiance Molly Hurwitz, broke up with him, supposedly because he bought a Valentine's gift for a woman he met on a dating app. According to a so-called source, he, quote, threw a coffee table at her because he had, quote, terrible abandonment issues. Matthew also had a sober companion living with him, but she quit in March of 2022 after he allegedly had a meltdown, pushing her into a wall and then throwing her onto a bed. Neither woman has confirmed these allegations. Other sources are saying Matthew lied about his sobriety for years and was, quote, verbally, emotionally and physically abusive. Hmm. That's sad to hear. I know. Now. Say all of this is true, which we don't know if it is. 
do we need to know this now? Or if somebody dies and this kind of information comes out, should it just be ignored, shoved under the table, not discussed? Do you have an opinion on that one way or another? No, because I, I, I see both sides, sides about it. I yeah, know, I and too. I hate to be that person, but I just, I really do, because yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it from both perspectives. You know, mm -hmm. I never... Like, I, I never talked about being molested as a child until after the guy died. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't intentionally timed that way, but I could see a lot of people questioning that. Yeah. If I decided, you know, that he that was the, the opportunity to defend. Exactly right. Yeah. Having said that, there were other accusers while he was still alive. Yeah. Yeah. For what it's worth. Right. And, you know, as a, like, as... If he has victims, you know, um, it would be really hard ha hearing all of the press and everyone just talking, going on and on and on about what a wonderful guy he was. And you're sitting there going, wait a minute. Yeah. Do you know what he <laughs> wait did to a minute. me? You don't know the whole That was story. not my experience. Uh, you know, you're not hearing everything here. So I could see why people would come out. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Aaron Rodgers, I guess, has been bounced from ESPN's Pat McAfee show. and So he was a regular there. He was. I guess every Wednesday. And uh, Pat is kind of relieved. <laughs> On yesterday's show, he said, uh, oh, it was, it was Tuesdays. It was Tuesdays. Aaron Rodgers was on Tuesdays. And on yesterday's show, Pat said, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday season four is done. Uh, there will be a lot of people that will be happy with that, myself included, to be honest. With the way it ended, it got real loud. And uh, I'm happy that it's not going to be my mentions moving forward, which is great news. He added that he was lucky to have Aaron on the show. Uh, but, quote, some of his thoughts and opinions piss off, piss off a lot of people. And I'm pumped that this is no longer going to be every single Wednesday of my life, which it has been for the last <laughs> few weeks. He can finally take a breather. Yeah. I wonder if any... He, he was also getting a lot of heat I, from ESPN. And, you think so? Uh, oh, Pat McAfee was, yeah. yeah. I mean, he says he doesn't care, and, you know, he's he's a larger-than-life personality who's badass enough to stand up to the man, but I, I'm sure that, that infighting from corporate and the pressure he was getting was not fun. I not to mention all the online criticism he was getting. But he was also getting a lot of attention that I wonder if he will continue to get at the levels that he has been. Well, I don't know, but he signed a pretty long-term lucrative deal with ESPN. He's not going anywhere. No. So he has a lot of other opportunities to make a name for himself. <laughs> all right. Wiz Khalifa shows up to his 10-year-old son's parent-teacher conferences high. He says that, <laughs> I was just talking about this this morning. He says the teacher's expected and know what's up. Isn't he's, that crazy? He's also pretty sure his son smells like weed when he goes to class anyway. Oh my god. This is what he says. He says I'm pulling up high because I want them to I want them to connect with the real me. They're not going to get a fake version of me or this made-up parent that society makes you think that you're supposed to be. I am who I am and it's not because I'm a celebrity or anything, but it's because it's really what I believe in and why not get the real me? Why would I have to go change who I am or act like I'm not for that th for these places that I'm going to? I think my favorite line from the story is he says the teachers expect it and <laughs> quote, know, know what's, what's up. up. Know what's up. 
Do you think that he can take his child's uh, <laughs> education seriously while he's high? He's like, hey, don't be so precious. They know what's up. <laughs> they know what they're getting. I Come can on. just see him not caring if his kid is in trouble, well, doesn't know the ABCs. You're going like, to blame the son yeah. for the father's actions. Stop it. It may be the only way he can calm down and focus. Are his brain cells, are the son's brain cells dying by all of the uh, secondhand, secondhand weed? That would be something as a a teacher. What do you do as a teacher if you have a 10-year-old showing up in your class every day smelling like weed? Well, we could ask some of our local parents, I'm sure. (laughs) You know, teachers, yeah. Right. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly is under fire for his latest guitar collaboration with Schechter Guitars because people say it promotes self-harm. That is because it is an electric guitar with a razor blade shaped body in metallic silver. And it is creatively called the Machine Gun Kelly razor blade. In case you didn't know, there's the, the background on this story is there's a stereotype within the pop punk emo genre that fans cut themselves. Well, when MGK introduced the guitar at a recent show, he said it's an ode to the crazy times he had in his 20s and an ode to his album Tickets to My Downfall and the lyric from the song title track. He also took to Twitter to or X or whatever we're calling it today uh, to say, quote, I ne- I'll never explain my art because true art is conversational and always up for interpretation. But I will say... Most of you constantly interpret it wrong and then blame me for your version of what you think my art is. Ultimately, I'm sad at how people perceive me in general. Peace. The guitar, by the way, has already been marked down from $2,100 or $2,200 to $1,500. Wow. And there you go. Hmm. Anything else? No, that is all I have. Leave it there for now. We got more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a four-pack of tickets to the Bridal Rama Winter Showcase. We do it every year. It's very exciting. Happening Saturday and Sunday, 3rd and 4th of February at the Sharonville Convention Center. And uh, we'll give you everything you need to plan your dream wedding. If you're lucky... We tell you to call in. Not yet. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.